0: You know, I think I went through my own Star of the Doubts moments as I was, especially as I was writing the book and I was trying to figure out how do I put the book together. You're going to run into doubts as you go through the process and you just need to push past them and keep going because once you get it out and you get your thing out into the open so people can see it and read it, it'll make a difference.
1: Today, I'm enjoying some Mexican food in Denver, Colorado. And joining me is our guest also for the podcast. His name is Ryan Roten. You can find him more about Ryan by going to RyanRoten.com. That's R-H-O-T-E-N. Ryan, we've been friends for a while now, so welcome to Starve the Doubts.
0: Thank you, sir. I am honored to be here. You're certainly no
1: stranger to the show. By that, I do not mean this facility that we're in, although it is quite nice. It is. we just pulled up something on Yelp and said, hey, let's go for it. (laughs) It's the best way to do it sometimes, (laughs) I think. It had good stars. It did have good stars. Uh, speaking of stars and ratings and things, you've experienced some ratings of your own via Amazon. So let's just start there. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about most likely the book that was uh, that I wrote and
0: released on April 10th of this year called Career Cred for Simple Steps to Build
1: Your Digital Brand and Impact Your Career Credibility. Congratulations. So this is your first book? It is. That's correct. And it's like really big. I was surprised when I saw the the size of it. <laughs> And you've mentioned like sixty five thousand words sixty five thousand words, yeah, I talk a lot. yeah, I mean <laughs> okay, most people they write a book, you know that might intimidate them, but you've pulled it off with flying colors It's a beautiful book Thank you, sir. Uh, and from chatting with you prior to hitting record, there's already been some unique opportunities that've opened up for the book. First of all, let's start why the book
0: Well, I mean, it, the book is probably the why is probably the same reason that many people write a book to begin with, which is you know you can only impact so many people through a podcast or through, you know, face-to-face conversations. Uh, so a book gives you that opportunity to be able to reach and help more people. And that was really kind of what I wanted to do. I had the message that I felt people needed to know. I kept seeing things on the news, people getting fired for stuff that they uh, would put online or not getting jobs because of something that they would put online. And I just felt that it was an important message to get out, especially in today's day and age so that people know the importance of building a digital brand and how they
1: can actually use it to their advantage when it comes to their career. So you yeah, had a lot to put together on this topic. How long did the process from kind of the idea of writing the book to actually getting it out there? How long was that?
0: So I mean as you know, right, the idea yeah. the idea percolates for a long time. There's two answers to it really. There's the first answer which is basically 2 years. So that would be from inception of beginning my journey and learning about everything and developing the processes that I talk about and espousing the book. And then there, of course, is the actual process of writing the book, which took me about a month and a half from the time I actually sat down to put the words on digital paper to when it was ready
1: to be handed over to a publisher. Wow. Okay. Well, congrats on that. That's a big deal. Thank so you. already just in a short amount of time that it's been released, you've seen Some positive things come from the book. So let's talk about those for a moment.
0: Yeah, I have. I mean, I'm getting unsolicited emails, if you will. A, first of all, from people saying, thank you for writing the book. They've learned a lot. Also, just today, in fact, I got an email from a potential organizer of a conference asking me if I would potentially be interested in being a keynote speaker at their conference next year. So... And that's the second speaking opportunity that's just kind of come to me out of the blue. I didn't know about them at all. They just kind of sent me emails and said, Hey, we're, we read your book or we know of your book and we're interested in having you come speak to us.
1: Man, I love that. Podcasting can produce those types of opportunities. A book can expose more people to what you're up to. So already those things are starting to happen. So yeah. congrats on that, Ryan. Thank you. Um, you and I have known each other for a while. So let's let's kind of go back a little bit. How did we first meet? <laughs> uh, because I think it's funny you know, to see where we are now versus yeah, several yeah. years ago.
0: Yeah, exactly. So when I first met you, we were in San Diego attending the very first one-day business breakthrough event That's with true. Uh, Pat Flynn and Chris Stucker. That's right. I was there as attendee. You were there as a facilitator. <laughs> Aaron boy. Aaron boy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were having dinner. There were a group of us attendees who got together for dinner. We actually tweeted at uh, both Pat and Chris that night to say, hey, we're, you know, we took a picture of us sitting there and said, hey, we're at this getting ready for this event. And the next thing I know, I get a tweet from Pat saying, where are you guys? And probably within 15 minutes, he and Chris Tucker, along with yourself, show up at the restaurants. And that's really where we met for the first time. And then on the way back to the hotels, you just asked if somebody was interested in going shopping with you in the morning. And then, of course, <laughs> I volunteered.
1: Yeah, and then it's been uh, craziness ever since. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've hung out with you on two of your family vacations.
0: <laughs> that is true. That is true. You got to make time.
1: Yeah, I love that. What's interesting to me about you is you've been uh, very um, calculated, you've been very intentional, but you've also been very practical with your, your steps toward what you're working on. Because what some people may not know about you is you you've still actively kept your full time day job. And I would think there'd be some people would be uh, thinking, how in the world is that possible? But you've figured out that balance. Plus, on top of that, you've moved across almost across the country, halfway <laughs> yeah. across the country anyway, Correct. in the last year. So there's just been some really interesting things that you've done, yet you've still been able to manage to build. Yeah. And so I, I guess that's a question that people are going to want to have is, how are you building but also maintaining existing responsibilities?
0: Well, I mean, so when I first got started, I I set a rule for myself, which was side job would never interfere with day job and day job always came first, still does. I don't, I try not to do side job work during business hours with the exception of lunch. So there's times when I'll, you know, get on the phone with people at lunchtime or I'll go home and say, edit a podcast at lunchtime and then go back to work. Um, But really the, I think the game changer with me was I started to get up earlier in the morning. And the reason for me that worked well was one, I was, I, you know, I can't sleep half the time anyway. So I was up kind of already, but two, probably more important, it's so, it's just a quiet time of the day. It's a time for me to kind of put together my thoughts, figure out what I want to do for the day, plan the day, and then understand, you know, what I've got going on the rest of the day. And then I can spend that morning just really focused on doing something for the side job, whatever it might be. It could be editing a podcast. It could be sending out emails to try to get podcast guests. It could be writing a book, for example, or blog posts, um, putting together social media stuff, whatever needs to be done that day. I usually tend to get that done between, say, 5 and 6 to 6.30 in the morning. And then I'm free to work, kind of clear my mind out and work on nothing but the day job. And then in the evening, after usually after my kids go to bed, they're a little bit older now, so I don't have to worry about it as much. But after the kids go to bed then I go right back to it and you know hit the computer and start either finish what I started in that morning or start something new get
1: ready for the next day. And we mentioned the move but let's talk about the move. So You went from Indianapolis where you lived for all those years. Correct. And now we're Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado, that's right. So I think, first of all, you know, good for you. <laughs> and then, you know, what was that like? Uh, you know, planning that move out, and because it, it seemed like it happened kind of quick, but maybe it didn't. I don't know.
0: No, it did really. From the time we decided to do it to the time we sold our house was less than thirty days. Wow! And from the time we moved, it was about forty-five days. So, so literally, happened really, and, and it was and it was really an accident. I mean, we didn't we didn't actually plan to move. It kind of just happened we accidentally sold our house and my wife got an opportunity right at the same time with her company here in Denver. Wow. And I don't know, every
1: something, something was something was telling us to come to Denver. So here we are. So that as of this recording, you know, we're talking a year ago, right? So what what are the results of that year? I mean, it, it just seems like this has been a really good thing for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, in that time, I've spoken at two or three different places. I mean, Denver is Surprisingly, there's a lot of internet marketing folks here in Denver that I didn't know about till I got here. I knew of them, but I didn't actually know them until I got here. So, you know, immediately reaching out to them, establishing a network here, it's been a very good thing for me. And then just uh, the move itself, getting out here, getting settled, it's just it's been it's been good. And I've been able to have time to to write the book I had before when I lived in Indiana. I had an hour long commute. At least every day. Sometimes it was an hour and a half; just depends on traffic. So, I immediately, when I got out here, gained almost two hours in my day that used to be just sitting in a car. Uh, and I was, still tried to make productive use of car time before, whether it was listening to podcasts or dictating a blog post into my phone so I could write it later or whatever it might be. But when you get two hours back in your day when you're not stuck in a car, it makes a really big difference.
1: Wow. So, yeah, this year, I mean, you've had the book. So what What would year two, I guess now it's just kind of following up and Yeah, now trying more to sell opportunities. Books, as you know. Yeah, selling
0: books. <laughs> sell books and use the book as a business card anywhere that I can. Try to get as many opportunities for speaking, whether paid or unpaid. Right now, I don't care. I'll take either one.
1: Just to keep getting more eyeballs on what's going on. I, I, I think you planned this book for so long. I mean, you, you know there's a need in the market and there's a gap there. Yep. And you're speaking into that and sharing some valuable insights. So I, I anticipate there's only good things to come. I'm, I'm eager to see where you're at in a year or two so we can kind of laugh at, yeah. you know, having Mexican food in Denver and <laughs> back in your peasantry days, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. We'll do it again. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, as we start to wrap up here, where can people check out the book?
0: Well, obviously, I mean, Amazon, any any online bookseller will have have a copy of the book. It's called Career Cred. That's cred with a K yeah kind of you know my take on street cred, but it's a credibility that basically that you earn and, and build up the trust over time in your own career and uh, you can get it like I said, anywhere online books are sold
1: right and uh, anybody who's serious about the career, this is a book that they should check out or if they have someone in their family that's serious about the career, this is a yep. good gift option as well
0: yeah, absolutely I th- one of the things I think that surprised me the most is I'm having people some of the people who've reached out to me have said they've given the book as a gift to their college students. Yeah. Because one of the, either going into college or coming out of college, because one of the things that I really emphasize in the book is your digital online presence. And as you think about it, most college kids, or at least people that age, they're not even thinking about their online presence with the exception of things like, I need to keep up my streaks in Snapchat, or I need to you know post this picture of something that's totally irrelevant on Facebook. And so helping them understand the importance of getting your digital presence cleaned up because that's one of the first places that employers look now, whether you're a recruiter or a hiring manager, people are looking for you online. And so you need to make sure that at least your online presence is somewhat presentable as opposed to, you know, scattered. So what I help the book do is really help people. What I do through the book is I help people put together more of a congruent online presence one that aligns with their goals and objectives for their career.
1: Man, well said. Well, Ryan, uh, we always close out with final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? I think
0: the final, A, first of all, thank you for having of me. Of course, on. yes. I appreciate it. This is uh, actually a really cool place. It's too bad this isn't a visual thing. People could see
1: it. <laughs> yeah, lots of flat screens <laughs> and tacos. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: you know, I think, I think I went through my own star of the doubts moments, as I was, especially as I was writing the book and I was trying to figure out how do I put the book together. And I mentioned earlier, it took me about a month and a half to actually write it. That was after I spent a month writing and then trashed the whole thing because I felt like it wasn't going to be as good as I wanted it to be. So I actually stopped and went all the way back to the beginning. And I, and I questioned myself during that phase was, should I even write it? Does anybody really want it? And I, you know, I came to the conclusion, yes, this is something that people need. You got to just starve the doubts and just do it. Just write the book. And so every morning, For that month and a half, I would sit in front of my computer and write something. Even if it wasn't related to what the book was going to be about, I would start writing something to get my mind working. And then I would get rid of the stuff that wasn't relevant and keep going. So you're going to run into doubts as you go through the process. And you just need to push past them and keep going. Because once you get it out and you get your thing out into the open so people can see it and read it, it'll make a difference.
1: Well said. Ryan, I appreciate everything, man, and congrats on the success. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me on.